flu season can wipe out entire offices. Sometimes we're violently ill and can't even get out of bed. But if we have a milder case of the flu or maybe a bad cold, do we go to work anyway? Most of us say yes. Nine out of 10 employees have said that they do go to work, at least sometimes with the cold or flu symptoms. That's a 5% increase from when we last did the survey two years ago. About 33% of them admitted always going into the office when they're sick. That's Richard Deosing, district president for the human resource consulting firm Robert Half, which periodically surveys employees about their work habits. Deosing says, according to the survey, there are three main reasons people go to work when they feel sick. Especially with unemployment being at historic lows, it's just a war on talent, right, where there is heavy workloads with limited resources. So workers feel obligated to get into the office and get that work done, even when they're a little bit under the weather. Second reason is, you know, managers not necessarily leading by example. So these workers see their managers coming into work sick, so they feel obligated that, hey, if my manager comes to work sick, I can come to work sick. And then lastly, maybe these workers don't want to use a sick day and instead would want to use it as a vacation day. So to save up those days, hey, I'm going to come to work sick. It turns out that some people are worse than others about working, even when they're under the weather. Maybe they think they look good that way. What the survey also found, individuals, you know, call it that early 30s to maybe close to 40s, they tend to come to work more so when they're sick. The reason for that could very well be what you said in the optics, right? I'm a mid-level manager. I'm making a name for myself. So I want to make sure that the company knows that I am dialed in and 100% committed, so I will come to work with a flu. Deo Singh says if that's how it is at your office, something's wrong. The problem is usually an unhealthy office culture. It's creating that environment where individuals don't feel that if I call out sick, everyone's going to be looking at me. Everyone's going to be talking about me. That's not the environment you want because you want to be able to rest and recuperate without having that added stress and to get back to work and be productive, right? If you're working while you're sick, chances are it's going to be very difficult for you to be productive. However, employees have responsibilities to other workers as well. Deo Singh says a lot of the time that translates to staying home. Look, if you feel that the flu that you have or the cold that you have is contagious, be mindful. Be mindful of spreading that to your colleagues, right? Because no one wants multiple people out at any given time, especially when it's not planned, right? That's number one. Number two, I would say if you're sick, your primary responsibility is to get well. And if you go to work when you're sick, all you're doing is prolonging that and potentially making it worse for you. I think knowing that employers should encourage their employees and certainly lead by example, that when you're not feeling well, hey, it's okay to not be in the office. Maybe if you're up to it, figure out a way where you can work remotely from home and offer that. So individuals don't feel pressured in coming to work sick. So it's, in my mind, in our mind, it's frankly, it's a partnership, right, between employers and employees. However, what a lot of workers say is, I can't be out sick. I simply have to be at the office. Whether that's really true or not is debatable. But when you're sick at work, know that you're putting other people at a lot of risk of catching what you've got.
people are touching things, touching their nose, maybe touching another part of their body that has viruses on it, infectious material on it, then grabbing a door handle, and then someone else grabs that door handle and then touches their face, and voila, infection is transmitted. That's Dr. Joseph Latipo, a professor at the University of Florida College of Medicine and Surgeon General of Florida. He's an expert in infectious diseases. Even if you're cleaning your hands, that's definitely a good thing. But influenza, for example, it will spread on, you know, if someone sneezes or something like that and you release particles, mucus particles into the air, influenza is on those particles. So there can be kind of spread of some infections without actual physical contact. If you come to work sick, my advice is certainly clean up after yourself. Use hand sanitizer, create some type of separation between you and other people in the office, and let people know, hey, look, I'm here, I'm not feeling well, I'm here to do this job, and when this job is over, maybe it's because of a tight deadline, I'm going to go home. But I am going to tell you, I am here for this, I'm not feeling well, so keep your distance. But even if you do that, Latipo says it takes still more effort to keep everybody else safe. If you literally had your own door from the outside, from the parking lot to your office, and you went to your office and had no contact with anyone else, and then walked out of that door back to your car and went home, that's probably the degree of isolation you would need to eliminate the risk of spreading influenza or whatever the virus or infection is to your coworkers. But it's very hard otherwise. It's pretty obvious that we should stay home in bed when we feel simply awful. But there are times when we feel truly borderline, not great, but not horrible, and you don't know if you should go in or not. When do you know you really should be staying home? The dividing line, I would say, if you had to pick one thing, it's fever. So it's not a perfect marker, but in general, if you have a fever, that's very strong evidence that there's an infectious process going on, and you should probably reduce your contacts with other people to reduce the risk of it spreading. You should probably be resting and that kind of thing. But Latipo says if you really need to go to work no matter what, you should follow two pieces of advice. Number one, use hand sanitizer constantly. And number two, prepare for it with a flu vaccine. After that, keep your fingers crossed and the hand sanitizer close by. You can find out more about Richard Deosing, Dr. Joseph Latipo, and all of our guests on our website, RadioHealthJournal.org. For more behind-the-scenes, search Radio Health Journal on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This segment originally aired January 2020 and was written and produced by Reed Pence. Our lead producer is Kristen Farah, and our production manager is Jason Dickey. I'm Nancy Benson. Coming up next week on Radio Health Journal. We are seeing record levels of overdose deaths among pregnant women. Infants are entering foster care at a higher rate than any other population, most due to parental substance use. How can we save our children from the effects of the opioid crisis? Then, who decides what a normal body looks like? The disability critique of medicine is that medicine has always had as its normal ideal body is a non-disabled body. All that and more on Radio Health Journal. I'm Elizabeth Westfield, host of Radio Health Journal. If you enjoy listening to Radio Health Journal, you'll also like our sister show, Viewpoints, which covers a wide array of topics from education to history to the environment. 
Here's a preview of what they're covering this week on Viewpoints. Tune out the voices, the naysayers, the gatekeepers, those who tell you that you don't belong because you do and we need you. Fostering the next generation of scientists. Then... Just being angry facetiously, I was like, I'll run a marathon. He laughed at me, told me that's the most dumbest thing he heard in all the years as a practice of medicine. One man's mission to prove everyone wrong. I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in depth this week on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. And that's Radio Health Journal for this week. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more. And check Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify for a library of past programs. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and information about our guests at RadioHealthJournal.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Radio Health Journal. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.